for those who don't know, uh, I am on Twitter at Anton A. Hill, all one word, no dodges or dats. And what's a dodge? What's a dat? Okay, whatever. I am Sheila Blackadder. Zoe, Zoe Jen underscore. What's a dash? What's a dad? 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 You can find me on A News, uh, as well as Trolling with Logic. We're kind of doing a revamp thing right now with trolling, but do keep an eye out. There's a lot of changes happening. Um, you can also find me on Twitter at Sheila Blackadder. Um, I also have a page on Facebook, uh, Feminatheist. So you can find me all there. On YouTube, same thing, uh, Anthony Hill. And uh, please come check out my other show, which has nothing to do with this, at ga- uh, the Games Experiment, where we talk about games. Zoe Jen underscore Sheila Blackadder. And um, I'm begging because no one's watching, which makes me sad. So come watch. It's on Skype. Anybody can join. Um, and I will stop talking about that now. Uh, I, yes, I, the, the rumors are true. I have semi-retired atheistasshole.com. You can still go there. You can still comment. That's fine. For those who don't know, uh, I am on Twitter, at Anton A. Hill, all one word. What's a dash? What's a dad? <laughs> Find me co-hosting the Antisocial Justice Podcast on thegenderbias.com and also my blog, since I referred to it in this episode, which is theworldaccordingtograce.com. And it's my great pleasure to be on Apostasy Now for the second time. Keep listening. Anybody can join. And uh, it's been a pleasure to be on Apostasy Now. And thank you for having me. Anthony Hill. What's a dash? What's a dad? What's a dash? What's a dad? When he went, let's talk about him behind his back. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome back to Apostasy Now. This week, we're welcoming back Reap Payton. Reap has been a podcaster for years and more recently has started an excellent show I recommend for anyone with an open mind and an intellectual kind of curiosity. It's called Modern Satanism. You can find it at the links below, but it's modernsatanism.net. And he brings his talents, his skills, and his inquiring mind to exploring what modern Satanism is. He's a priest for the Satanic Temple. It's an institution that I suggest you not judge on preconceived notions, but give him a listen. I think he describes it well, and he's an affable person. Additionally, this week, I just want to quickly note and congratulate Lee Moore, who you can find at Apartment J for the uh, A News podcast, amongst many other things. He became the president and is the president of We Are Atheism, a nonprofit organization that does a lot of good. And I am extremely proud of him. I have great confidence in him. He's going to do a great job. So Lee Moore, congratulations. And as for everyone else, let's get talking. Let's get listening this week on Apostasy Now.
want a friggin' pharmaceutical boner. I want a boner made from love. Because I'm very much a skeptic. More, I'm, I'm more of a skeptic than I am an atheist. I mean, atheist is a conclusion based on my skepticism. You'll have to come like a little child to the foot of the cross. That attitude is what is responsible for the rise of atheism. That's not what Islam is all about. Islam is peace. What is the penalty for leaving the Muslim faith? With a death penalty. Thank you. This is apostasy now. For people to get the information correct before they start yap, yap, yapping. Get ready to root for the bad guys. Because with the evidence, all the evidence. Hey, Reap, how's it going? Where's this? <laughs> Have you heard about the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints? <laughs> Who? The Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. Who's Jesus Christ? Uh, I think he's a politician in Texas. Hmm. I going to say, I thought I saw a public <laughs> service announcement about him earlier on TV. <laughs> How you doing? That was a sex offender warning. I'm not sure which one it was. I don't remember. <laughs> How, How you doing? doing? How you doing, mate? I'm trying to eat a donut right now. <laughs> good morning. Good morning. So over there, it's it's about noon, right? Yeah, okay. Good afternoon. Sorry. <laughs> Unless that's your breakfast. That's probably what's confusing you, right? Here's my breakfast. <laughs> <laughs> okay, almost done. So any haters been bu bugging you lately? or Just that Tom Rispock dick. Yeah, that's pretty shitty. It's funny because, um, well, I actually had, I had somebody say something about the... Um, the uh, number eight podcast of modern Satanism being um, misogynistic. I was a misogynist. Oh, again. <laughs> the comment was, uh, what, misogyny in the first five minutes? And so I told him, you know what? Don't abuse words. Yeah. There's nothing misogynistic in there. And you need to be careful when you use that kind of word. It's just like using the, calling somebody a rapist or a, a racist or a pedophile. It's a strong word to use. It I mean, is. It, it, gives, it makes a serious um, claim against someone's personal character. And you should be careful when you do that kind of thing, you know? You just yeah. flip it when you say it. Say it for no reason. I've told people a number of times that there's a huge difference. Like, misogyny is the, the key word these days, basically, that's thrown out. I'm like, you might mean sexist or even chauvinistic. You might want to yeah. try those before you jump straight to you hate women or you are paranoid of women. Yeah, yeah. Take a look at definitions first, then use words. You can open up a better conversation if you're trying to suggest to someone, like, you know, don't you think maybe what you're saying or what we're hearing is inconsiderate from a woman's point of view that begins yeah. a conversation yeah, what ends yeah. a conversation is you're the devil and <laughs> everything you yeah. do is evil the first thing you start out with is you hate every woman on the planet it's not going to be good from that that point on probably <laughs> no no it's not i was actually um i don't know if you know zoe jen yeah uh, i was listening to uh her and sheila and anton all talking to somebody on twitter that uh, they're going on and on for a long time and he's a men's rights activist, obviously, but he didn't seem to understand what they were trying to tell him. Is he, They're like, uh, we don't think the things that you are attributing to us just because right. we use the term feminist. And he was like, well, but you're using the label, so... And it would just go round and round. And you know what? The label cannot be pinned down anyways. No. Very, very... It's a generic term, feminist. I don't know who listens to the, to the show from time to time, but the last episode I had... I had those three on there because they are all self-identifying feminists. And I know that they're all very reasonable, rational people. Well, as much as any of us are. <laughs> yeah. 
And it was just, you know, I thought, you know, I've probably been uh, bad-mouthing feminism with a kind of a stereotypical point of view from time to time. So let's have something, let's have something from a different point of view, something positive on the show. Was it positive? Yeah, I thought it was great. I've got a lot of a lot of people interested in that particular episode. So I mean, you gotta um, remember it. They should remember too. If you're gonna identify under the labels feminist, you shouldn't be surprised when some people, you know, get the wrong impression. I don't think that they were surprised. They're, I don't think they're surprised initially. I think what they're surprised at is he just wouldn't understand. Or that's, if he... well, that's not surprising. That's just frustrating. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but you gotta you gotta remember that that's gonna happen sometimes. And there's a lot of people I think who identify as feminists who don't realize how many people are identifying under the same label that aren't doing things that they would approve of. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like, they don't realize there's this whole, this whole group. I don't know how big it is, but there's, there are a group of people who are doing things under the name of feminism that aren't fair to anyone. And they're more harmful to women than some of the things they're complaining about. I think where some of the, some of that harm comes from, well, there's human nature, but uh, also some of what, uh, on the show, we were talking about those who cry the loudest and get most attention in the media. <laughs> Squeaky wheel. Yeah. For years, they've been saying that feminism, they've been uh, saying there's no versions of it. There's no interpretations of it. There is just feminism. And that's, done, I think, a lot of harm. Yeah. That's total bullshit. So when people have a bad experience, having heard that, then they're just like, well, anyone I hear that identifies that way, it's time to club them. Yeah. Like feminism, oh, fuck that. Because the only yeah. experience that they've had is with negative feminists, you know? <laughs> Unfortunately, often with the uh, ones with the most foul attitudes. Yeah. I was a little bit, I was a little bit of a shit disturber. Not much uh, the other day. Um, I listened to um, uh, Cognitive Dissonance. Yeah, it's, it's a good show. I mean, yeah, it's, it's, guys when I need a, a laugh, anyways, it, it's good to listen to them. They uh, somehow turn horrible stories into very amusing things. Anyways, so they, they uh, on one of their episodes recently, they complained that one of their feedbacks from a listener was that one of their previous guests, um, what's her name? Um, the one who wrote the happy, or why are you atheists so angry, or the happy atheists? Greta? Yeah, Greta Christina. They're angry because they're like, okay, you're asking us how, what we think of her beliefs, but you know what? We had her on for her book, and we don't know everything about them, and we might disagree. And they were very vague, and they were roundabout, right? They didn't answer the challenge. Yeah. They basically were just angry and putting this person in their place for challenging them on that point, right? Yeah. <laughs> so they could have ignored it completely. Yeah. So when I saw Greta, she had like a, a streak of 50 things, starting with Sam Harris, attacking people like, you need to call out uh, misogyny. You need to label people if they're being misogynist. Sam yeah. Harris, you need to say that. And then she was fighting with all these different people about it. So I just put a little a little response to something she said with their Twitter handle on there. I'm like, what do you think, guys? <laughs> yeah. She's off the hook. Well, she, But other times she presents herself as very reasonable. I've had her on Angry Atheist podcast. Oh, that's right. You did. Yeah. Very reasonable. And I never met her in real life. She's local to me. Yep. Yeah. Did she? Very was, reasonable. Was she one of the people who uh, jumped on your case? She um, was one of the people that avoided that, I think. I think because she knew that she talked to me before and that she hadn't had a problem. She didn't have a problem with me whatsoever. You know, none. And yeah. I don't know if she wanted to, to deal with that, that can of worms that went to open up. Yeah. Mm. Well, it's good anyway. I know uh, Robert Darby said that, that she. That would have been all bad. Robert Darby said that she went after him at one point. Darby has a hots for her. I think so. <laughs> he does. But he's frustrated because she's a lesbian, so he doesn't know what to do. <laughs> <laughs> he's a frustrated man. Poor Robert. So I imagine now that being a priest and uh, of the uh, 
of the uh, now let's make sure I get this right because I yeah make sure you get that right yeah so let's see here where did I put this page <laughs> it's uh, the satanictemple.com so the the actual um, organization is the satanic temple satanic temple yes which is important to get straight because there are a number of satanic type of groups out there with very different ideas to say the least <laughs> some of them are little mockers. But, you know, now I imagine that since you're a priest for them and doing a podcast for the organization, that you've gotten no hate about that at all. <laughs> I really haven't. Hey, that's awesome. Mm-hmm. I don't get a lot of hate mail. I really haven't gotten any yet. I'm a little disappointed. I'm, I'm waiting for my first death threat. Yeah, I don't, I don't get a lot of hate mail. I don't know why. I'll get one once in a while, but it's only one, and they never, they don't ever come back to, to, to say anything again. I'm, I'm kind of a dick. <laughs> you know, I'm not gonna take it. I don't have any patience for any bullshit or any threats or any of that kind of crap. The worst I had was this Tom Raposnik guy, who was a theistic Satanist and doesn't think that atheists can identify as Satanists. And he um, put my address on a thread, my apartment number, and was like encouraging people to come and visit me. And I told him, "Come on, come on over, <laughs> whenever you're ready." <laughs> But you better be ready when you do show up, because <laughs> it's not going to be good for you. That's all there is to it. Yeah, that's my attitude, too, when I, I've heard about people being doxxed and getting threats and stuff like that. I'm just like, if you show up here, man, I'm not going to be talking to you about it. <laughs> you better be ready. Well, I'm going to talk about it, and then things are going to happen that are bad. <laughs> <laughs> you know? I told him, you get a mouthful of war from me, and then you're going to get action. That's all there is to it. So come on over whenever you're ready. <laughs> all right, so... Uh, tell us a little bit, uh, a little bit about the, what you've been doing and what drew drew you to it in the first place. Start there. Okay. Um, I guess we could start with um, the Church of Satan and uh, how I had always um, identified with some of their beliefs, but not identified with other things, and that's what kept me from from identifying as a Satanist in any way because of the greed factor that came in and the uh, the kind of um, I don't know. They encouraged overindulgence. And I think that that's irresponsible and it wasn't something I really got behind, you know, and it was all kind of a marketing thing. Anyways, Anton LaVey's Church of Satan, when he started it, you could tell it's a marketing thing. He was a uh, carnival. Um, and what was what we would call it? He was a carnival. He was involved in the, car- in the carnival. He was theatrical. Oh, okay. He used to play the keyboards and have been, you know, involved with the theatrical part. Like of va- the vaudeville type stuff? Yeah, 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 that kind of that kind of stuff. A little bit later after vaudeville, but still the same kind of feeling, you know? Yeah. And that's where a lot of the elements of the satanic church come in, come from that, where you see them wearing costumes and shit like that. I mean, you can kind of tell if you look at the old pictures of the old satanic church when they're doing rituals and stuff. They've got little horse heads they're wearing, and, and they're you know, it's kind of eccentric, all their garb. And you can kind of see the connection to a carnival-type atmosphere kind of thinking. Yeah. And, um... I think he had a idea, though, because he riled things up and worked very well. But when I read the Satanic Bible, it wasn't anything new there for me that I grasped onto. It wasn't anything. The things that I agreed with, I already agreed with for other reasons because of the way I've been raised and just my, my own personal thinking, I guess. And um, I never identified under as a Satanist, but I'd interviewed Peter Gilmore, and he was he was a good guy. He had good delivery. Um, he keeps his uh, um, his delivery is always hiding any problems in my head. He's always, oh, hey, hi. You know, it was just very pleasant and kind of um, jovial and likes to kind of belittle people who, who are saying things against him. And, oh, they're just silly. You know, they don't, they don't know. We know this and they, didn't, they don't know anything. Yeah. But anyway, he'll say it pleasantly. Passive aggressive, he would be. Right. Oh, like Brian. Uh, yeah, kind of like Brian Allen. <laughs> <laughs> Only not as evil. 
<laughs> and so um, I just kind of the atheist thing is what I was kind of doing. You know, I've done the paranormal thing, but not, anyways, I was doing the atheist thing. I was kind of happy with that. Well, I heard about the Satanic Temple doing a challenge to the Oklahoma state capitol having 10 commandments in front of it. And this personal, this guy had personally funded a 10 commandments monument in front of the Oklahoma state capitol and they had voted it through and it had been okayed. And people had told them, you know, you can't do that. You can't put the 10 commandments in front of the state capitol because it violates the separation of church and state. And the, they, they pretty much got the attitude. Um, yeah, we, we can do it and we're going to do it. And they did it anyways. And they said afterwards, they said, you said we couldn't, but we did. Ha ha ha. They were kind of like making, you know, yeah, it was kind of um, their attitude was poor, and I think it was socially flipping you the bird. Yeah, t- totally. What's funny about that too is when they had the monument first finished, it had like three misspellings in it. <laughs> okay, but they put it up anyways, and then had it corrected, which I thought was strange and dumb. But anyways, we got this Ten Commandments in there, so the Satanic Temple decides that fair is fair, and they want to put a monument up there, and that's how I first heard about them. And I had contacted uh, Lucian Greaves was the spokesperson and asked him if he wanted to talk and he came on with uh al um stefanelli and myself oh, yeah. on yeah. the Reefso radio and we interviewed him we had a special episode we did and we talked to him and i was impressed with his his take on satanism because he had um removed this greed thing and the selfishness and the um gluttony or the uh the extremeness you know overindulgence like you said overindulgence in anything you know and everything and the Church of Satan also has one aspect is that they think of man as any other animal, um, usually worse than any other animal, you know, <laughs> no better. And I kind of thought that was kind of corny. And they also have um, what they call higher, lower magic. And I don't magic. I don't buy into magic. So there was yeah. there was a supernatural thing to the Church of Satan, too. I didn't mention that because I kind of just dismissed it. I don't believe it at all. Um, so Lucian Greaves had taken and he had written new tenets for Satanism and explained the Satanism that he was following as a um, literary construct of Satan. Right. Formed from the story Revolt of the Angels. That was kind of where it was based out of. And if you haven't read Revolt of the Angels, I'll uh, look it up real quick. If I get it right. It's a good story. It's a story about, essentially, the story goes, the angels, after being cast out of heaven, the angels that were on on Satan's side or Lucifer's side come to him and say, "We want to go. We want to go back to war because we think we can win this time. We've got modern warfare. And we, you know, they don't have modern warfare. We could take over heaven." So, um, Satan thinks about it and goes to sleep that night and has a dream where they actually do go to war and they have their battle and they win and Satan becomes, you know, takes God's place basically and he becomes. The person that he hated in the first place after he gains power. Interesting. Yeah, Anatole France writes the writes the story, and you can find the story on the on the internet for free. It's all over the place. That's kind of the paradox, eh? For often, for the victory, you become he becomes what he hated. Yeah, yeah. And so he wakes up from the dream in a cold sweat, and he goes to the angels, and he says, "No, we're not going to go to battle again with to take over heaven. What we're going to be is we're going to be the adversaries. We're going to fight." For what's right when it's time you know we're gonna pick our battles and we're gonna fight for what's right and we're gonna be the opposing force to things that happen but we're never gonna be the controlling force we're just gonna be the marginal group that stirs up stirs things up or fights for the underdog or what's right they're gonna be a force to be reckoned with but never the ruling ruling force because he didn't want to didn't want to go there which i think is a, um 
it rings it rings true with me something that's good yeah and that's what he's he's based his satanism on it's kind of an it was an evolution the original satanism that anton levey came across but it's also got elements of satanism that go back to the french too because the french were really there was a large not a large but they had a um a strong group of satanists and actually women were a big part of that movement too and they weren't all worshiping the devil they were more of an adversarial group interesting the french were cool before it was cool yeah so that's what that's what got me um I don't know. I want to say Hook, but got me involved in it. And he was doing. He said, "I could say Lucian Greaves is a very well-spoken guy. He's really well-spoken, and he's done some other things. Like um, they did a pink mass at um, Fred Phelps's mom's grave site, <laughs> and they did that's one of the first things they did. And they protested in Texas too. I can't remember who it was or in Oklahoma against a, a representative there supporting him because it was kind of a joke thing. And so it was the. Uh, the lesbian wedding they did at Fred Phelps's mother's gravesite because they were going to turn her <laughs> lesbian after her death, you know. Yep. And um, he actually took his penis out and put it on her gravestone, and there's a picture of him doing that. And, uh, <laughs> yeah, so they were they were being kind of goofy in the beginning, and because of that, when they put this challenge in Oklahoma to Oklahoma in the Ten Commandments, they were thought of as just being a bunch of pranksters, just pulling a joke. They were like trolls, but. Um, after talking to him, I knew that he wasn't, that wasn't his focus. That wasn't his agenda. It wasn't to be a troll or just to pull a big joke on everybody. He was actually meant it. And um, they were dismissed by the Church of Satan. In fact, Peter Gilmore, who has traditionally made it a, a habit to not address any opposing group, any other group of Satanists, not even to, to acknowledge them because they, he just dismissed them. They don't know what they aren't Satanists. We're Satanists. They aren't. Well, he actually posted some things against the uh, Satanic Temple, talking smack, saying that they're representation of baphomet that they wanted to use as a monument was um an example of pedophilia even. Oh, wow yeah which is pretty pretty low that's like um what did lucian say the other day when we were talking to jesper he said that it was um he was willing to burn down the burn down the house you know he wanted willing to burn the whole house down rather than to share the house with other satanists he would burn it down because it was kind of giving um an example of the satanic panic kind of thinking in the 80s you know we're all these saint Satanists were running around kidnapping babies and sacrificing them and all that kind of shit. It's bullshit. Well, that is that's a really that's really small minded foul attitude that you're describing up from that guy there. Holy Yeah. So um let me see, I became a little bit more involved with him. We got talked to him a couple more times and we started I talked to him like um off off the fucking podcast, you know, just talked to him personally, we'd have conversations with him and we kept in touch and I was talking to him one night about another idea they had. I can't remember what it was. And he suggested that maybe I wanted to be um, a spokesperson or a priest for the for the Satanic Temple. And I took him up on it. So that's all there was to that. It wasn't a, a big deal or nothing like that. You didn't have and, to um, uh, be bathed in any kind of animal blood or anything? No, there was nothing, <laughs> nothing, like, that, nothing like that at all. Um, it was just that I I identify with the, the tenants they have because – and for that – for a very good reason, because they're very vague and they're not etched in stone. There's nothing written there. The tenants are not the be-all, end-all, and they are subject to change, just like science is subject to change. They're based on scientific thinking. They totally do not acknowledge any supernatural type of belief system at all. Yeah. The Satan that we represents us is a literary construct. Yeah, and, and I um, think I think that's an important point. Uh, a very important point. The idea that you're not actually following or worshiping an invisible being that replaces the other invisible being no, which no is natural force at all yeah 
No, super, no supernatural force at all. And anybody who has a problem with that, um, go talk to the NFL, okay? Because all those teams are represented by some type of mascot. Yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> but even, and it's a point of focus. I guess that's what a mascot is for, too. The kind of people focused on... Representative. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's just symbolism. And we're, as a culture, symbolism is incredibly effective and incredibly influential influential to um to us you know you got you've got symbolism everywhere i mean look at the products the companies the the sports teams the social groups i mean you've got all over the place and i think that the only reason people have a problem with the satan one is because of its its history you know and how evil it's been known to be and kind of kind of yeah but satan has also been thought of in other ways and that is Lucifer translates to bearer of light. Bye. Good day. Okay. Drive safe. My daughter's going to work. Sorry. Oh, bye. <laughs> Rent lots of cars out. <laughs> so, um, I think the, and you know, it's Satan has <laughs> been given credit for all the evil that's ever happened on the planet for a long, long time by Christians. Well, I, I think what you're, what you're getting at there is that people have a very large cultural assumption about what that means when you bring that up. Yeah. A little bit of a, a challenge to that would be healthy. Yeah. Yeah, especially since uh, they're inc- it's incorrect, you know, it's kind of kind of weird. Yeah. There's really no, I don't know. I can see why there's a Satan for the Christians because they've got to blame all this bad shit on somebody. They <laughs> can't give God the credit for it. You know, it's gonna be somebody they can blame it on. Yeah. It's very convenient, but it's just uh, another thing that they need to accept. You know, when they accept that there's no really there's no real proof of God. And it's all on faith. God surrounded himself with archangels. Among them was Lucifer, the bearer of light. Instead of being the paragon of supernatural evil, Satan was a figure against which mere men measured themselves. They had become convinced that the devil was present. Satan isn't a demon or even a bad angel. He doesn't live in hell. Satanism and related activities have surfaced in society. Modern Satan was taken up as a hero, an admirable rebel against authority. There was this admirable rebel against authority. An admirable rebel. I believe somebody that's doing this habitually is influenced by satanic uh, pressures. Hello, welcome to Modern Satanism. My name is Reap. I'll be your host, and hopefully I'll make a good first impression on you. First of all, I'm a priest with the Satanic Temple. You'll find no hocus-pocus or magic spells. We won't be covering demons or sacrificing any animals. No babies will be harmed either. It's actually pretty impressive considering I'm also an atheist. So between eating babies and sacrificing them, I'd say it'll, uh, it'll be pretty amazing. No babies get harmed during this podcast. Well, I've been listening to your show, and I've heard Lucian on your on your program, and I I really don't like you've got it, gotten at this before. I don't understand why people are attacking him. The things that he's doing might be unorthodox for them, yeah. but the ideas and the and the things he's putting his attention to, and the people who support him are putting their backing behind, yeah. are very intelligent, uh, very positive social things that he's trying to work towards. Yeah, 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 and um. You got to be, to be fair, there's a lot of support too for what he's done. Oh, there is. Yeah. I'm just talking specifically about the, uh, it, you know, from a lot of, a lot of lawyers, it seems like really, really <laughs> love the satanic temple. 
because the things they're doing legally are just amazing. And that's one of the, another reason why I joined in because this is a way to, um, challenge religion on its own play field on its own court where atheists don't, don't get that advantage. They don't get that. They don't get to do that. They can do that on legally, but really when it comes down to it, it's not another religion asking for equal treatment. You know, atheism isn't really a religion, isn't considered a religion by a lot of people. And most atheists don't want to say that they are religious because they're atheists. Yeah. I know it's debatable, but it's very, I know it's more challenging to think that atheism is a religion, but Satanism is a legitimate religion. It's been acknowledged already. So it allows you to fight the fight in a different way and from a different, coming from a different angle than atheists would. Well, I definitely think there's a place for it. And especially there in Western countries, like, like anywhere, there's differences in the way that we've worded our laws about certain issues. I think there are some Western nations where they don't have freedom of religion. They've, they have something more specific, like freedom of conscience or something. So there, I think atheists are able to get more easily into the the debate and the arguments and in the courtroom and whatnot. But I know freedom of religion, like Australia and like that, right? Uh, I think so. I, I think in Canada we have the same as you. It's, it's termed freedom of religion. Mm. And it, then it becomes much more of an interpretation about how the Supreme Court eventually rules on that on that word or that wording. But yeah, absolutely what you're saying is true. This is a, being able to walk into the court under that term, under that realm, and go, all right, let's have a debate then. Let's yeah. have this discussion about fairness. You're, re- you're a religious institution, so we're religious too. Um, how is this fair? You know, because we want the laws that we have are to make it fair for everybody, you know, for everybody, equal treatment. Yeah. So there you go. That's where it works good. And there's, um, let me see what else. He's implemented a legal exemption for women who do not want to uh, be subjected to the pseudoscience that they are given when they go to have an abortion. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So there's a religious exemption that they can ask for or they can present to their doctor that they can get from the satanic temple. And it tells their doctor that on religious grounds, they don't want to have that. They don't want to go through that. They don't want to be provided that information or have to have to see it or be subject to it, subjected to it. And um, they also have the big book of activities, which is a no, satanic. I heard satanic. about that. Yeah. Yeah. If you, if you haven't seen it, you've got to, you got to go look at it. It's on <laughs> the satanic temple website. It is genius. It's really, really written real, really well. Um, let me find it and I'll give you a couple examples of it. I've said what the website is, but I'm also going to put the link in the in the show notes. Yeah, it's satanictemple.com. And really, this is in Florida is where they started this because um, Florida schools were handing out religious literature to the kids and or allowing the the, uh, the presentation of religious literature to the, the kids in schools. So the Freedom for Religion Foundation and, and atheists had um, said they wanted to present their own literature. So I think the atheists came up with titles like Jesus Isn't Real. Um, (laughs) why I'm not a Muslim kind of was the titles for the literature they were giving out, which they could have picked better titles. You know, I mean, I understand that the atheists in Florida are off the hook and I have, I, you guys, I love you guys. You guys are awesome. But there's sometimes when they're a little too overboard, you know what I mean? Too much in their, in people's faces. (laughs) I mean, giving (laughs) as a, as a challenge to religious literature, giving out something that says Jesus isn't real is probably not going to have a real, uh, you know, was that the one that was that the one that freedom from religion was, uh, they had one too, a children's book of some kind. Yeah, I think it was the, I think it was the freedom from religion foundation that did that. But in the freedom from religion foundation also got, or satanic temple got involved with them and they helped to put out the satanic children's big book of activities which is a kind of a 
a group of kids on the front, a heavy set kid, a boy and a girl, and a tall, lanky kid. And oh yeah, here it is. Um, and uh, atheist group, the Central Florida Free Thought Community, responded by handing out materials to students that included titles such as "Jesus is Dead" and "Why I'm Not a Muslim." <laughs> which, <laughs> which, and not that I don't think that the, I mean, they can do what they want. These just probably aren't the best choices for titles if you're going to try and get put. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yep. I mean, saying Jesus is dead is going to have enough shock value so that any other conversation you try and have after that point, not going to work. <laughs> not going to work real well. <laughs> Which I don't think atheists are doing. Real, I mean, they might be doing better. I'm not, I don't know. It's debatable, I guess. They don't do real well on that, that way. You know, starting out the conversation without shutting it down. You're probably talking about the finesse. I can understand, but yeah. I guess I've, I don't know, maybe um, I see it differently than I used to, but. Well, it's not, it's not a question of right and wrong. I, I think what you're getting at is that if you keep getting beaten back by basically what is really a religious counter movement or counter reaction to what you're trying to do, um, and they're saying it's not, every time they go, well, these are the rules we're playing by, then learn those rules and use yeah. them against them. I think that's what's going on here, right, with the, with the temple. It's, is you, is, as a group, you guys are going, well, those are the rules? Oh, we're, we're going to do those rules too. And then they're suddenly like, no, 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 you can't. But you just said they were the rules. Yeah. We're experiencing technical difficulties. Bullshit! By the way, um, I have been listening to the show, and I have noticed uh, somebody who edits my own, does my own audio work. I have been enjoying the audio work you've been doing. Yeah. It takes time, right? Putting even just musical oh. numbers and blends together and stuff. <laughs> it takes a long time. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's been a lot of work. It's pretty good stuff, though, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, I listen to all of them. I haven't listened to the latest one yet, but it's usually because I uh, I grab my podcast during the week and I throw them together then and I listen to them off my phone while I'm driving my damn truck around. Yeah, I mean, um, I've been making my own music too. All the music's mine. Yeah, I was getting that sense. I also really like that one clip that talks about Satan as a, as you say, as a as a champion of basically oh, a hero. As, yeah, as a hero, as like a champion yeah. against the oppressor, basically. Yeah, that's what that's what we're all about. And then this latest one, the intro is my favorite one. I actually took the tenets from something that I'd written and some of the tenets from the SatanicTemple.com and um, had a voice, a program called, I think it's called Acapella, where it translates text into um, speech. And some oh, of the voices they have are really awesome. Really? Yeah. Oh, man, let's check that out. <laughs> Let me see. I don't know. I might be able to play one. Let me see. I mean, it's really, really cool. They got a shitload of different voices, and it'll only do a certain, I think, three. Let me see if I have one here. Um, this one? But, yeah, this mixing the sound and making the bumpers take forever, too. Oh, yeah. Surprise, it's me. I think it's us. <laughs> I think I'm losing it. I think it's my internet connection. I thought California was the promised land, though. Shouldn't you have Oh, the... are you kidding me? Comcast, Bill. <laughs> well, we've, got, Comcast. we've got essentially two big internet and cell phone providers in Canada with a couple of smaller people trying to compete with the cell phones, but they have managed to block out a lot of American companies and keep basically a a small kind of group monopoly. And that's why we still have problems up here. Mostly we pay through the nose compared to you guys. Really? Oh yeah. I was paying 80 bucks a month. Uh, for, well, you know, I'm not sure how much everyone pays for their, for their home, but I know for cell phones, I'm currently paying well, at least $250 a month to have a Canadian, what? well, to have a Canadian and then an American phone. I had to get a second phone because the company I was with, one of the major providers, wanted to charge me 
like $150 to have one gigabyte of data uh, while wow. I'm in the States. Yeah. And then you if get you Metro phone, <laughs> <laughs> that's what I have. I have Metro. It works great. 50 bucks a month. <laughs> well, that's why I got the second phone is that they're, they're kind of useless with how poor their connections are, but at least yeah. there's no overcharge and it's a reasonable price. And then I have to add that to the cost of my other phone. So yeah. if we had taxes, if we had competitors from the States here, it would force a change immediately. All of that kind of stuff would have to change. Yeah. We don't have shipper competitors here for internet. We've got Comcast and then you've got AT&T, but that's it. Oh, really? That's all you have there too? Yeah. I mean, nobody else can get their shit on, you know, established. So you guys maybe are experiencing a little bit like what we are then. <laughs> yeah. A little bit of getting fucked in the ass. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Comcast is horrible. Too big for their own good. So as a uh, just curiosity, as a priest now, what does that entitle you to do? Um, I can perform religious ceremonies in California. It, it entitles me to do all kinds of stuff. I can do um, weddings. I can do funerals. I can, you know, without any, any paperwork either. California is very lax. I could do that already actually, because I'm a minister of the universal church before way years ago. So I could actually officiate weddings. And I have officiated, um, a Jewish wedding, matter of fact, <laughs> which was kind of strange, but I guess not that strange. I guess if you're going to have an atheist do it and I guess Jewish would be the, the religion that would allow it. <laughs> yeah. 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 That was, um, interesting, but, um, yeah, I mean, it hasn't changed my life or anything. It's just kind of, um, another, you don't run around in black robes and <laughs> no, I, really don't. I wore black a lot before already, but I still wear jeans. So <laughs> my tennis shoes are black. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of interesting because I, um, I was telling you in the chat that I signed up for the Thumbtack site, right? Yeah. Where you can become a wedding efficient and people who are looking for somebody to do their wedding, officiate their wedding, go to this site and they look and they, they contact you through it. So I signed in as a, a satanic priest to do a satanic wedding if anybody wanted to. And they fucking removed my shit. They removed it. Yeah. Well, that's completely unacceptable yeah. in this day I don't and age. And why? Yeah. They're first of all making assumptions, so but also I went to the site as a someone who's having a wedding and searched for a satanic um, officiant. See what happens, and they were going to twenty four hours. They're going to contact me with people who will do my wedding. So we'll see what they say. <laughs> Maybe if you do it from the request point of view, they'll actually go, "Hey, this might be something people want," and it's not just. Maybe they assumed you were uh, somebody who was joking or trolling or something. The Skype connection sucks a lot. It does. Yeah. <laughs> Keep cutting us off. <laughs> uh, did you get the uh, link to the activity book? Yeah, yeah, I got it here. Yeah, see it? it's pretty cool, huh? Let's see. Find six differences. Annabelle is, is spreading knowledge and helping to dispel fear and ignorance by demonstrating her satanic ritual for her class. Find six differences to help her. It's awesome. <laughs> These bullies are mad and afraid of things they don't understand. Help Damien use inclusive language to defuse the situation. <laughs> Genius, man. I'm telling you. Yeah. And the words are what? Freedom, justice, yeah. empathy. Really, really cool. Really cool concept. This is awesome. Yeah, it is awesome. It's genius, man. You can buy the book on the Satanic Temple website for like nine ninety five, and they've had, a, I guess, a shitload of uh, requests for it in different parts of the country. Um, so they, they offered it on the website. There's a connect the dots that makes a pentagram around a goat's head. <laughs> I'll definitely put a link to this too. I guess a specific link to this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Definitely you should. It's awesome. It's really cool. And it's an example of how to approach things. I think it's a good example of instead of putting out a book that says Jesus is dead, we've got the satanic big book of activities, which helps, um, has a word search, which includes the words, friends, love, care, happiness, acceptance, fun, play, and games. <clears throat> yep. You know, 
it's non-confrontational it's not evil it's not you know it's good art for a kid's book too it's uh, it's yeah. not it's not cheapy yeah it's good so i think that's uh that's the kind of things that are you know i don't have a problem getting behind those things now there's also an understanding that um we're not all going to be on board on everything that the satanic temple does and lucian's aware of that and he has he doesn't want the group to micromanage anybody's beliefs so, which is yeah it's important that is a probably the most important aspect of it to me because traditionally i have been a lone wolf i and i've kept away from groups because i don't want to be labeled or judged on actions that i don't believe in or not responsible for kind of yeah and i know i just i my beliefs are very fluid the thing my opinions are fluid too sometimes i mean it's not that i don't think them through i mean i think them through and i want them to be as as stable based on reality as possible but that doesn't mean that they're always right and when i won't not, not going to change my mind so i do change my mind sometimes but it's usually on a case by case basis there's very few things that are just plain black and white in every instance when you're talking about especially talking about social issues yeah you know it's very very rare that you come across any kind of social um, issue or problem or that you need to consider that you can just go okay here's the rules and write them out and those be the rules and stick by them and be fair to everybody it's just not going to happen yeah sometimes it's, solutions sometimes solutions are not cut and dry is yeah, yeah black most white. times they're uh, i mean you can find certain things and that's what satanic temple's done is the tenants um talk about certain things that are pretty um constant like um racism you know i mean Generally, you can say that you're not in favor of racism. Racism is a bad thing. But can you say that in any instance ever, you can't say that about anything, you know, but it's pretty safe if you say that you don't, you're not in favor of racism, that it, that's going to continue to be the case. Yeah. You know, um, judging people based on the way they were born is, you know, it's yeah. not, it's not right. And I can't see any instance where that would mindset would change, but it, you know, it could, but I'm pretty safe on that one. So that's one, it's just general beliefs that, are going to be probably going to stick around. There's also when people, um, okay. So principles can be pretty simple. It's the applications that can be, you know, complicated and that's fine. Yeah. But, but even your principles, it's important to always have them. Like you're saying, open to subject, like questioning, is this really, uh, is this really, am I really correct about this? If you are correct, then it's okay to question. Let's listen to the conversation I had with Lucian. Yeah. I said, you know, I'm quoted saying in the press release that, you know, it, it seems as though she's trying, you know, uh, she's trying to generate uh, negative PR for us just because we've uh, we've managed to establish a lot of goodwill in Oklahoma. Yeah. You know, we have gotten a lot of messages of support in Oklahoma. And we said this. We, we've been on, in the Oklahoma media pointing this out, <laughs> yeah. you know, how much how much support we've gotten. And Oklahoma uh, television has been out talking to people on the street, and there have been people saying, like, they have every right to do what they want to do and That's stuff right. like that. Not everyone in Oklahoma so, is an you know, idiot. That, that has to be a concern to them, too. And, and I, I kind of feel like maybe that's what, what this, where this content is coming from. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. She's she's just as dense as that other guy. What was the guy's name, the representative? Um yeah, Wesselhoff. Wesselhoff. She's just as dense as him. Yeah. If you really believe in what you believe, then doubt shouldn't be a problem. It's just it's just a tool. The adversarial thing comes in. Your adversary, you question everything. Your adversary, yeah. everything. You know, question everything, call everything into question, and make sure that it's it's accurate and fair. Yeah. It applies. Yeah. And when you're talking about uh, race as an example of being oversimplistic and getting kind of worked up about one thing, um, or at least that's where my mind goes. There was this big movement when I was in high school uh, from that song, Being Colorblind. 
And it didn't take me long to figure to myself that being colorblind would also remove, like, if that was even possible, which it's it's not really to not see people for who they are. Yeah. But why does it have to be a negative? That, to me, is the real crux. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you should be able to enjoy diversity. It should be something that is a spice to life, something that you anticipate and yeah. look forward to. Being blind is, first of all, it's not possible. Second of all, it is saying that there's something, I guess, shameful or at least um, not a positive about the way something you don't we want are. to look at. Yeah. yeah. I yeah. can see why they were saying it at the time, but still. Yeah, I mean, the feeling of it, yeah, but uh, yeah, it's still not an accurate or not. Yeah, I wouldn't say it's not an accurate way to portray <laughs> it anyways. You can't be colorblind. Right. Well, I mean, some people are, but you know what I'm saying. No, I mean, literally. <laughs> yeah. <but laughs> Yeah. Besides, those aren't uh, the colors of people's skin. Aren't the colors that are included in color blindness? Are they? Uh, well, they still see uh, gr uh, shades. I don't. Even if they were completely black and white, they'd see the shades, right? They'd still be able to yeah, see the yeah. difference. Shades of gray, which is um, yeah. <clears throat> I always found a good way to describe um, when you're answering questions about social social issues or issues that are vague. Gray is a is a good way to good example. Yeah. Because gray is a very um, I don't know. It's got a lot of different shades to it. A shitload of, of gray. What? Yeah. What is the proper gray? Please explain yeah. to me the proper gray. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Now, with other colors, you've got like red kind of turns to pink when you get less red, you know, blue to teal. Yep. Sky blue. A gray is just gray. Gray, 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 gray. Um, there's only seven tenants too for the uh, satanic temple. So. Oh, there's only seven? What are those? They are one should strive to act with compassion and empathy towards all creatures in accordance with reason. Uh, struggle for justice is an ongoing and necessary pursuit that should prevail over laws and institutions. One's body is inviolable, subject to one's will alone. Uh, the freedoms of others should be respected, including the freedom to offend, to willfully and unjustly encroach upon the freedoms of another is to forego your own. Um, beliefs should conform to our best scientific understanding of the world. We should take care never to distort scientific facts to fit our beliefs. Um, people are fallible. If we make a mistake, we should do our best to rectify it and resolve any harm that may have been caused. And every tenant is a guiding principle designed to inspire nobility in action and thought. The spirit of compassion, wisdom, and justice should always prevail over the written or spoken word, which are things I can all get behind all those things. Yeah. yeah. And if you can get behind those things, then you're a Satanist too. You need to know it. <laughs> and that's the other thing too, is to join the Satanic Temple. It doesn't cost you anything. Oh, Nice. Join it. If you want to get a certificate that shows that you've joined or a card, you pay you 25 bucks, you get that. And I'll tell you what, it's worth the 25 bucks. Yeah. It's pretty, pretty classic. Yeah. And compared to the Church of Satan, which wants $200 for where you get a card and you also have to fill out a questionnaire that is amazingly intrusive. I mean, it, it's just the data that they want from you on this questionnaire. It's just, there's, there's no way. The worst in the church. You know, just what food do you like? Um, what movies do you like and why? Um, have you ever had a supernatural event? Um, just what do you, how do you see Satan? It's just weird questions that are just like, want some personal, what kind of car do you like? What kind of music do you listen to? Things that they don't, it's none of their fucking business, really. Yeah, they don't need that stuff on record. If they want to know, they can yeah. engage you in conversation while yeah. they're talking and to you. They, uh, they tell you that they'll take you, when you do that, they'll take it under consideration. And a guy that I know who's a Satanist doing a show called, um, shit, I can't remember now. Shit, I can't remember what it's called now. I'll have to look it up. Anyways, he's doing another podcast on Satanism. And uh, he says that his membership application just got accepted. And it was seven years ago he, he turned it in. Wow. Yeah. 
And if you pay with PayPal, it costs $208 because the satanic, the church of Satan isn't going to eat that $8 that PayPal charges for the transaction. <laughs> That's cheap ass shit right there. And then you, they can kick you out. If you don't behave according to their, what they think is a true Satanist as defined by Anton LaVey, they'll kick your ass out. So there's some companies, they, uh, these principles that they have, like you just said, you can pay by PayPal. Uh, I'm glad to hear whenever I hear something like that, I'm glad not to hear attached PayPal was not sure or decided not to allow this through their company because PayPal yeah. could be just as picky about that shit as some yeah. of these other companies have been. Some yeah, of these large right. services, uh, it amazes me how, um, you know, retentive they get about what people yeah. might think about them. Yeah. Yeah. They kind of have to though, don't they? With the, with the blowback you can get these days. Well, I suppose, I suppose it, it, I wouldn't say you have to, I suppose that I can see why they, why they're doing it. You I just pay attention, though. I just don't think it's right to both go on one hand. Look, we're your social network of this kind. If you ever yeah. want to socially network in this way or have this except. service, except now we're going to start putting our moral code into play. Yeah, like we could yep. use some competitors for Facebook, for instance. <laughs> so, I know. Yeah, I think that that'll come along because people will get bored with it eventually. Yeah, it's either going to have to change substantially. I mean, make a major change, and that change be accepted by the people who are using it now which is a tricky thing to do, or they're going to go away because people will get bored with it. You know, MySpace was a good example. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, just they were dying fast. Oof. When they're going through for certain keywords and stuff like that to eliminate groups, like I understand there would be some that are criminal, but if they're not criminal, leave them alone. I think what the problem is, is they've touched, they've trusted too much to the um, algorithms which are good and work well in many instances, but a lot of the instances they don't and they're not fair and they need to quit relying on them so much when they're trying to, to thin out or to weed out certain aspects. Yeah. The algorithm, algorithms aren't always correct. And it's very, um, I don't know, I don't know how else they would do it. So like maybe I shouldn't bitch about it, but the way <laughs> that they've made this um, kind of just a mindless machine that you deal with whenever you have problems with Facebook you know, all your, when you get banned, it's not because someone complained about you. It's because the number of people complained about you and they automatically ban you no matter what the circumstances, you know, yeah. weird, weird. You know, your shit gets shut down just because of switches that get hit by this, the algorithms or by the programming. There's no human factor comes into it for consideration at all. And that's where we go back to the, the thinking about things in grays. There's a lot of a there that needs to be dealt with on a case. Can't what they're trying to do is apply a yes or no answer. He doesn't care if pride, doesn't care if you laugh, doesn't care anything about you. Just going to do what it's programmed to do or what it was set up to do, engineered to do. Yeah. yeah. So it's kind of that. We see more and more of that as technology grows. We'll see more and more of that going on too. So I guess I should get used to it. Well, there's also some some of these companies buy into the moral narrative, you know, of, of these interest groups. I don't know what else to call them really at this point. They don't represent everybody that goes by those labels. Yeah. Um, so for instance, recently, I, a while back, we had a guest. Uh, Davis Orini, and he and a friend of his, or a colleague of his, are putting trying to put together something for this Gamergate issue. All these questions around whether games are misogynistic and, and the journalism—that's that's their main emphasis. Whether journalists in the gaming industry have a code of ethics or whether they do not, like ha how they're behaving. And so, of course, they got a backlash of people who hated them, and they were sending these requests to Patreon, which is where they were getting their um, their funding is from crowdsourcing. Yeah. And the uh, owner of Patreon uh, opened it up to a debate with people. He wanted to hear what people had to, to say about this because he was considering shutting down their page, like just deleting oh, it. Wow. Yeah. So he decided not to because people, more people, Good. I guess he heard it told him not to. So he, he at least did that step. But I think a lot of these companies yeah. are really tempted just like to just 
Uh, like, uh, was it? Right of it. Yeah. Um, some of these, what's that place where everyone goes to argue with each other and talk shit about each other? Four. four Facebook? Uh, it's four something. Four square. They, yeah. Is it four square? I don't know. Well, no, no. Four channel. Four channel. Four, oh, four chan. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And uh, I, like, I don't use it, but they have people yeah, saying crazy. They, yeah. And th- yeah. They have people saying crazy shit about each other all the time. <laughs> totally they, crazy shit. But they went through and purged every single conversation and mention of Gamergate. Really? Yeah. Have won 4chan? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Wow. That's insane, eh? And this is what I mean. Like, once the narrative takes hold, these companies got to be careful to go, okay, well, that's not really what we're here for. So if you guys have an issue with that, you could discuss it amongst yourselves. We're just going to host whatever's going on unless it's criminal. Yeah. Wow, that's amazing. I'm surprised 4chan did that. I've never done that before. I know of. Well, that's why everyone was freaking out. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's weird. I didn't even hear about that. Well, and a lot of people aren't hearing. Like, my local uh, news station played an, uh, a segment talking about how gamers were all misogynistic. And it's my local news station. They didn't present oh, the other side. They didn't know anything about it. But that's what a narrative will do right now. Yeah, good thing. Yeah. That's why we need these these social channels to stay open. And that's what for journalists talk about just being backwards ass. They just have gone totally. They're not. They're not uninvolved anymore you know what i mean they're not they're not neutral right so you gotta have a fucking opinion about everything and you know i liked it when there was no opinion you read the newspaper it was just an article with the facts with yeah. any opinion there or at least if it was an opinion they had an opinion section and it, it was, was off. yeah the, the opinion was in the editorial section or yeah. the opinion section of the paper yep you know or it was made clear that it was an opinion beforehand you know but now yeah. you don't know you don't know it's hard to tell sometimes you know yeah and i like this uh, uh davis Arini. I will go to bat for what his cause is. Like people have been trying to say, uh, well, maybe he won't do a good job and maybe he'll embarrass us. That's not the point. (laughs) I have no reason to suspect he will, but even if he does, he has the right to take a shot at it and people have the right to back him without all the smearing. Yeah. He hasn't even released any of the project yet. Yeah. Already he's gotten backlash. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Well, everyone, now that, uh, it's being released, the death threats on uh, Anita Sarkeesian and a couple of the others. It's being attached to anyone who would oppose them. Like, oh, look, yeah, they've yeah, been... Yeah, you're all been, the same label now, yeah. Yeah, these people have been threatened to be killed. And obviously, you're a part of it because of what you're talking about. It's like, yeah. really? You're probably that... the one who did it. <laughs> a Voice for Men offered... Uh, it was up to like three or $4,000 for any information on the person leading to the arrest of the person who had threatened Sarkeesian. Oh, nice. Yeah. Good. That kind of behavior is not helpful. No, it's not. Counterproductive. But, you know, is anybody really surprised? It's the fucking internet. Yeah, well, and, and also, even though I don't agree with what Sarkeesian's saying, there's a long history now in this world of if you speak against something that people love, you're going to get some crazy people coming out to get yeah, very hello, angry at you. Know? you. Yeah. How I mean, many? a long history of that, going back to way, way before the internet was around. Yeah. And then they always act surprised. Like, how could this have happened? I, know, well, I can't believe someone would stoop to this level. Well, fuck, they've been doing it for thousands of years. What makes you think they're going to stop all of a sudden? <laughs> well, you I know, guess it, really? I, well, from what I'm told in Utah as well, the police refused to tell people they couldn't bring their, their licensed guns into the show with them. Nice. So yeah, I could see maybe why she would not want to be in that situation. <laughs> Utah, well, why would you want to go to Utah in the first place? <laughs> <laughs> you know, really? <laughs> I think Utah's. I, I think Utah's changing more than they want to admit. Yeah, well, I think that they were not accurate in their description of themselves in the first place. Isn't that the like the um, capital of porn? People watch more porn there. Oh yeah, that's yep, yeah, that's right. Yeah, 
Well, that's Utah. good. They're, prob- they're probably very frustrated. It's probably something they need. <laughs> yeah, well, they, they need to get more of it because they don't have enough yet. <laughs> they used to get out of their system with just uh, with, with uh, marrying magic a bunch underwear. of women. Yeah, <laughs> magic, magic underwear thing was their release, I think. Oh yeah, that's right. That's right. <laughs> well, the, magic underwear is harder to see. Magic hats. I've said this to people that if. I said I don't judge people for wearing their magic hats of all different stripes until it comes to something scientific they need to do, like medical. If I'm ever going in, say, for a heart surgery and the doctor is wearing a magic hat, I'm going to ask for a different doctor. That's problematic, yeah. Yeah. It's like, I want you to have confidence in your skills and knowledge. I don't want to know that you're counting on that magic hat. You're not cutting me with a magic (laughs) hat on. Nothing in my body is getting cut by a guy with a magic hat. (laughs) Yep. Not going to (laughs) happen. Take off that coat. Are you wearing magic underwear too? <laughs> <laughs> Full set. <laughs> Better safe than sorry. Magic underwear, magic hat, magic socks. Ready to go. Be magic anesthetic and magic <laughs> sutures. And... Yeah, well, that's and I've said that too. Like some people, some doctors and nurses will pray like over patients and stuff like that. It's like you know, there's there's a place I could go for that, and it's yeah, not a hospital. Go to school to learn to do other things besides pray. Don't you do real real stuff? Yeah, vector stuff. I can see it if. If the person's a believer and the patient asks them to pray together, then I can see them be like, oh, like well, okay. That would okay, be a support uh, thing. Yeah, that would be yeah. different. Yeah. But just doing it on your own, I mean, I, I would be a little bit worried. What are you praying for? That, that <laughs> you don't fuck this up? Or that, I get, that I'm okay or what? What are you praying well, for? And also people assume it's going to be uh, their tradition or something similar. What if the guy cuts open a chicken and starts sprinkling the blood all over you and yeah. And, and doing hoodoo, like, are you going to be just as comfortable with that? <laughs> Don't get me wrong. If that was necessary for the procedure to be, you know, successful, <laughs> I'd be down for that. You know, I'd I don't, that. I don't know what procedure you're in for, Reap, but I think it's going to go badly if that's necessary. <laughs> <laughs> I just want to make that clear. If that's necessary, then I'm all for it. <laughs> this is a chicken bleed a cop to me. It's, um... <laughs> I'm open-minded. <laughs> Okay, I, saw... I have to go now. Okay, well, I was going to say, uh, in, in parting, I did see a, an image of the statue. How tall is that statue? Seven feet, I think. Wow. Yeah. Uh, it's a, it is a gorgeous statue. It is awesome artwork, isn't it? Yes. Yeah, it's going to be unveiled pretty soon. All righty, well, and you know, thanks for taking the time. I'll, I'm going to edit I this like together it. and get rid of a lot of our uh, weird Skype interactions. <laughs> yeah, I know, I know. Weird. Uh, you said you like... Um, uh, trailer Park Boys, right? Yeah, it's an awesome show. Yeah, I just watched through all of season eight yesterday. Yeah. And uh, so I'm going to put a couple of those clips on there. If you like it, then you won't mind. <laughs> yeah, I love Trailer Park Boys. Trailer Park Boys and Archer, the two shows that I really, really like a lot. Oh, I'll check out Archer. I haven't checked you it gotta, out yet. Dude, you got to watch Archer. Totally. <laughs> you got to watch Archer. Yeah. Mandatory. But in fact, the next time I talk to you, you better watch Archer. I'm not talking to you no more. <laughs> okay. <laughs> hey, and uh, send me a link for that other page you were telling me about. I'll put it up too. The one about Satan, the story. The oh, yeah, yeah. I'll literary. Yeah. Yeah, I've got it right here. All right. I'll send it to you on Skype. All right. Well, okay. uh, hopefully, I'll talk to you soon, Reap. Thanks again for oh, the yeah, time. Okay. The time has come for Satanism to rise up in challenge to superstitions, that which hinders the progress of science, and attempts to prevent everyone from enjoying the same freedoms. The time is now. Rise up and let your voice be heard. Idiot's rule has been the way for far too long. That soon will change. 
tuned into modern Satanism. Satan is symbolic of the eternal rebel in opposition to arbitrary authority, forever defending personal sovereignty even in the face of insurmountable arms. Freedoms of others should be respected, including the freedom to offend. The freedom to offend. Help us to come to a deeper knowledge of Satan. There are some in this room that are servants of the devil. Servants of the devil. Servants of the devil. Servants of the devil. did I get community service in the first place? Oh yeah, I remember. Because you rented out my sheds to a bunch of filthy fucking hawkers who had crabs, who then got on my bird and on my kitties, and I freaked out in fucking public, pulled my pants down on your crazy fucking honey oil, and exposed myself, screaming like I was on bath salts. Whose fault was that? Yours and yours. <laughs>